0: You are listening to the Casca Grossa Podcast, Podcast. (laughs) a place where we discuss and explore all things about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, MMA, self-defense, and how Jiu-Jitsu can improve your life on and off the mats.
1: Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Casca Grossa Podcast. I am Thiago Caval. Thanks for joining me today, and I hope you and your family are healthy and safe during these times. And I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. My guest today, he is a world-class black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu under Professor Ítalo Lynch from GF Team. He's from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, where he started practicing jiu-jitsu at the age of 11 years old. He lives in Singapore, where he founded his project Enjoy the Process BJJ that we're going to be discussing during this podcast. He's been teaching and competing BJJ all over the world, including here in Australia, where he won the Pan Pacific No Nogi and the Sydney Pro Championship. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Casca Grossa, Marcelo Tavares. How are you, Marcelo? Welcome to the podcast.
0: Hey Tiago, I'm doing really well. Thanks for inviting me for the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, share a little bit of my thoughts with the BDA community in Perth in Australia.
1: So how are you feeling, bro? Are you okay? How's everything at your end? How are you dealing with all this coronavirus crap at the moment?
0: Honestly, I'm doing pretty well, although it's been a really tough time for all of us, not just for the BDA community, but uh, for all of us in general. Yeah. For me, it's always a good opportunity that uh, life brings to us to take a close look at ourselves and, and improve the way we live our lives. And this is maybe once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So yeah, I'm feeling grateful and, and happy to be here.
1: It's great to have you on the podcast. You're one of the black belts that I wanted to interview for a long time. Again, it's really good to have you on the show. So Marcelo, the question I would like to start with can you tell us a little bit about yourself and if you don't mind, where are you from and what moment in your life you realized that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was the sport that you wanted to train?
0: Uh, that's a good question, Thiago. Uh, I'm from Rio. Actually, I'm from Duque de Caxias. It's a city around the main city, Rio de Janeiro, in Brazil. I started Jiu-Jitsu at the age of uh, 11 years old. And as a kid growing up in, in Rio, uh, my dream was to be a football player which I tried my best to, to pursue that dream. But uh, I used to say that jiu-jitsu has chosen me. I was always like, in between jiu-jitsu and football. When I was 18 or 17, I don't remember, I had major injury. I broke my tibia playing football. And in Brazil, you know, if we, we are trying to be a football player and you have one year uh, break, it's really hard to, to come back. And I started doing Jiu-Jitsu as a, I don't know, as a therapy. And yeah. Yeah. I didn't start it. I was I just uh, started doing it again, like, as a therapy. But uh, that's where I say, like, Jiu-Jitsu has chosen me. I never stop it again.
1: Yeah, that's great, man. That's great. I think it's uh, really common in Brazil, you know, like, growing up. You know, with football, you always want to be... First sport is always play football. Some of us we want to pursue their career, but um I'm glad you jitsu found you.
0: Yeah. <coughs> couldn't be more happy you know sometimes i start thinking about it what uh what would happen if I, if I had a football player i can't be more grateful for this actually didn't happen what happened was what's happening here now and i'm a, I'm a black belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu and i live from what i really love
1: absolutely i think um, like you said it to be grateful to have gratitude for everything that you have at the moment it's probably the most important thing. You know, you, you, you're you doing great in your career. So you're a black belt. So you live in a different country. And yeah, it's awesome. We, we always have to be grateful. When did you decide to move to Singapore to teach the gentle art?
0: It was 2015. First year as a black belt. I was uh, really focused on teaching and training and competing in jiu-jitsu in Brazil. In a small academy in Rio. And that was my... <laughs> I was really doing only this, you know. And the opportunity of coming to Singapore uh, showed up for me through my professor, Italy Lins. He invited me to join him here in this academy that I still work at, uh, Trifecta Martial Art. I couldn't uh, refuse coming to Singapore to live in another country, uh, learn another language, live my dream, train Jujitsu, uh teach competing all over the world.
1: That's awesome. you live living the, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu lifestyle.
0: That was my thoughts in the beginning, you know, I'm going to actually live the dream, you know, what we mm-hmm. call the jiu mm-hmm. lifestyle. I uh, Being here in Singapore for the past seven seven years, at some point we had for sure like one of the best uh, teams in the world, like or for sure in Asia, uh, had several black belts, about seven or eight all of them world-class uh, teachers and competitors. Yeah. But a lot, of the, a lot of things happened, like politicians, and we had to, to kind of spread the team.
1: Yeah.
0: And everyone left, uh, most of uh, us left Singapore to pursue our, our goals. And then uh, I decided to come back here to start uh, a new project, and which I call Enjoy the
1: Process. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Marcelo, tell us, what's your strategy and training method during the lockdown, you know, to keep yourself fit and also encourage your students, you know, to have a good mindset?
0: I feel like this lockdown period, I'm very uh, lucky to be in the same house as uh, two other instructors, the Enjoy the Process program, and we have mats at home, so we're still able to train and even more than the normal, right? Because we have plenty of time to train, Jiu-Jitsu to study, to figure out new techniques and some other stuff, right? Training, uh, strengthening, conditioning, yoga. So I'm actually doing it more than ever, if yeah, you know what I mean. Right. But I know that that's not the, the reality of most of people. A lot of people are suffering a lot from the lack of training and we are always trying to encourage our students to do whatever they can because each of us has a different situation, right? Some of us have uh, space, some of us doesn't have any space at home, or you have some equipment, or you can go for a run, you can do some meditation. Whatever you can do, we are here to encourage you to do things that makes you feel
1: uh, better,
0: you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So I do, I'm very fortunate as well, I do have some mats here, I've got some space in my garage, I train with my wife and kids. You know, we do the best as we can to keep ourselves fit and also to have a good mindset, to not get scared because of the situation. It's really good, Jiu-Jitsu help us a lot in many ways.
0: That's great, mate. I feel like, as I always say, jujitsu jitsu keep us present and help us to understand the situation that it is, accepting it as it is. Whatever we are able to do, we should take the opportunity because that's what uh, life is telling us to do.
1: 100% opportunity is everything, isn't it? You only have to have one good opportunity to change your life. Yeah,
0: you have a lot of things that we always want to do in life, but because of our schedule, you know, work and everything else, we kind of postpone it. It's a good opportunity for us to have a look on the things that we actually want to do and might be the perfect time to start it
1: completely agree man it's all about opportunities things that you sometimes you have to cut through the all the noise all the bullshit that comes at your way and you have to really figure it out what is actually a good opportunity for me or what do i have to do next you know to give that jump in our careers or you know stuff like that Marcelino, can you tell us a little bit about your training routine? What do you do in the morning? What do you eat? What do you teach your, your students? A bit of your training routine. Actually,
0: like, I have a pretty good routine. Like, every day I wake up early in the morning and I I do some uh, yoga, followed by meditation, you know, take my time. Like, I really take, like, about an hour to start my day. And then... Um, After this, I prepare breakfast and, you know, I don't, I'm a vegetarian uh, slash like vegan, I don't know. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, yeah, I don't like saying I am this or that, but uh, because I eat like whatever I feel like I should be eating, you know? Yeah. And, And yeah, what makes me feel good. So I prepare breakfast and after breakfast, I start training. So my morning are very chill and busy at the same time because I'm occupying myself with uh, good things, things that makes me feel good, you know. Of course. Of course. So that's my mornings. We do a lot of uh, drills in the mornings, like 10 a.m. That's where we start training. i supposed to be training now, but because of the podcast, we're not. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no worries, we're going to train in the afternoon
1: yeah I can see you I can see you doing a lot of lives on instagram and and looks pretty cool that you guys rolling yeah. in there and keeping yourself fit and having your your mind on the bjj game which is cool that's that's great man
0: yeah it it's a good time to, to us to to study and become better you know and and each uh, aspect of jiu jitsu not just uh, training not just uh, on the competition level but creating different ideas of uh, how to train better, how to teach for different uh, age groups and levels. So it's been really challenging, but I'm very happy because I feel like growing a lot as a professional. In the afternoon, I chill a little bit. I go for a run or do my strength and conditioning training. Teaching sometimes, and then um, evenings, most of them are pretty busy teaching. That's my routine
1: seems to be a lot of fun (laughs) yeah what do you think about the the mental side of bjj how bjj can help to minimize fear and anxiety in these times you know when you look at the news everywhere everyone is panicking the world it's like we're living in a horror movie you know like a lot of people are dying and people are very scared of the uncertainty in life how do you think How do you think BJJ can help to minimize the fear and the anxiety?
0: Uh, That's a very good uh, subject. I love talking about it. (laughs) I always say um, Jiu-Jitsu has taught me this very very meaningful lesson that uh, just like life, it's a learning process that uh, never ends and you never know everything, right? So yep. we need to keep ourselves consistently uh, learning. So as I said, it's a learning process. And you can't do much. All you have to do is enjoy this process, right? Trying to to learn with each opportunity, each experience that life brings to us. When we focus on this process, we start getting less anxious, you know, start yep. panicking less because, you know, no matter what the situation is, we know that this is making us a better person, a better, uh, whatever it is, right? A better 100%. human being. And, you know, there is no better feeling for me in life, of course, you know, mm-hmm. like there are many, many good feelings, right? But, uh, the feeling that it really pushes me every day, motivates me every day is the feeling of being learning something, right? Of being progressing, no matter what it is, if, if uh, it's uh, something that I'm studying, if it's something that happened to me and I got the opportunity of uh, learning and uh, grow in that sense, whatever it is, right? And jiu is pretty much the same, you know, but we need to be very careful because most of the time we think that Jiu-Jitsu is uh, it's a sport, you know, that we, we go there to be the, the best on the mat and we just practice it as a sport. We just don't see the other side of it. You know, how good it can be for us. And that's what I try to teach my students at the academy. To see it much more than sport, much more than a martial art. To see this, this opportunity of growing many, many different aspects in our lives through jiu-jitsu.
1: That's a great point, man. I completely agree with you. And I do share the same view. We see today everywhere jiu-jitsu is all, is all about competition. It's all about who is the best at the comps but people forget about the, the other side of jiu-jitsu, you know, which is the mental side. How can jiu-jitsu help you outside the mats as well? Like you said, when you focus on BJJ and jiu-jitsu, you don't have time to, to be anxious or to be scary about the world because you have to really 100% focus on the mats or on, on the actual training that you're doing or, or mental exercise or yoga or whatever, right? So that's why I think it's a very good point.
0: Yeah, Thiago, uh, I agree. Although, like. I think it can be all the way around as well. It really depends on your mindset and how yeah. you're dealing with it. Mm. You know, because Jiu-Jitsu can all also brings all these feelings, you know. Not <laughs> itself, yeah. not jitsu itself, but the w- way you're dealing with it can bring you a lot of uh, anxiety and, um, you know, a lot of these things, feelings that keeps you really down. At some point in my career, I almost uh, gave up on jiu because of it. You know, I wasn't feeling... Previously, we were talking about it, um, that I want to share a little bit more about the BDJ lifestyle, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was feeling that I was doing it, you know, like traveling the world, competing in the biggest tournaments, training every day, putting a lot of uh, hours of, of uh, training and work on the mats, which is great, but uh, at the same at the same time, was taking all the fun away from it. Was you know making me focus on the wrong things. You know of uh, being the best, of uh, earn titles, and all these things. That's in the end of the day, that's not what's important. You know
1: exactly. What's yeah. important
0: for us is our mental health uh, mental and physical healthy. You know, share a good time with our friends on the mats you know uh work on things such as uh ego and you know all of these things that uh makes us a better human being so jitsu is really great for that and we just need to take a closer look and really feel what it's trying to teach us
1: yeah 100 percent like you said it can really bring fear And anxiety as well in a different way. In terms of when you go to a competition, you get very anxious. You know, when I competed as well, I got really anxious. Probably three weeks, you know, I couldn't sleep properly. These sort of things. But um, in general, BJJ, it it can transform you and makes you a better person.
0: Oh, definitely, Tiago. And to be honest, uh, all these feelings that you just described now is part of the process, right? You need to be able to, to accept them and deal with them, you know. And in another time of our lives, we're going to see it differently. We're going to say, like, oh, that was, uh, I had to go through that to be who I am now. I love talking about it, uh, about these feelings of competition brings to us. And I feel like competition is just one part of Jiu-Jitsu, right? How, and for most people, I see a lot of young uh, young guys uh, training Jiu-Jitsu, and that's the main part of it for them, mm. which is fine. They're missing a big part of it. You can actually, you don't, you don't need a competition to have those feelings, you know, you have these feelings on the mats every day when you bring this competition mindset to the mats. We, although like you have a lot of training partners that are supposed to be our friends, uh, could be our friends, we are not because, you know, we are competing. Our ego is trying to tell us like, you need to be better than this guy, you need to do this and that, and if it doesn't happen... You go home and very frustrated. It just keeps accumulating a lot of bad feeling. We're always talking about it, right? How Jiu-Jitsu helps us with the ego. Tell me the truth, Tiago. Like, have you seen a place that the ego is so, how you say, it's so, like, alive than in a BJJ match? There is so much ego in there. It's actually fun, right? <laughs> Funny, but... Uh...
1: yeah hundred percent it's just being part of being human you know we are we are all there to learn but we have the ego to to stop us maybe to progress or, or to train
0: that's exactly what i'm talking about because as soon as you recognize the ego that's where you're gonna start progressing because you're gonna stop thinking of uh i have to win so you're gonna allow yourself to learn new things to try new things you know to put yourself in sometimes in a Difficult situation to try that thing that you're learning, you know So because you don't actually care about what uh, Your opponent, what your training partner What the people who is watching you training will think about it, About you, you know, if you win or lose sparring You know, Absolutely. And that's a great sensation That you can actually bring to the BJJ competition mats. That's how I deal with competition pressure, you know It took me a while to understand that But, you know, I'm not there competing to other people see me uh, winning a title or whatever. Competition is a great opportunity for us to put, like, Focus on something, you know, to progress more than we would progress if we don't have that goal. If you can motivate ourselves without the competition, without that goal, it's great. But the truth is that none men of us can do that. We need a target, right? To, yeah, yeah. To put more focus on something. And we divide our lives we learn how to divide our lives in these uh, kind of cycles, right? Where we put focus on coming something or doing something, achieving something, which I feel like it's not the right way to do, but that's how we do it. And, and a competition is a great opportunity, right? Because if you have a competition in one, two months, you're going to start preparing yourself, focus on the, on the tournament, but you cannot miss the mindset. You cannot miss the process. You cannot make it so hard that you're going to take all the fun away from you. You know? The competition is there for it. You know, you go there, you train really hard, you do your best every every day on the match to train. You know, and pushing yourself to to learn new things, to prepare yourself to the competition. In the day of the competition, is the day that you should be completely out of pressure. You know, you have done everything you should. You know. So you're there to actually enjoy, to play with, the, with the, the, the tools that you've been creating, you know, the skills that you've been creating during this competition uh, training camp, let's say. And then that day is absolutely about having fun, you know, and, and do your best, not caring about what. People that are watching you think, what your family members will think about you if you win or lose. Because if they love you, they will be with you anyways, right? So, yeah, that's what I think about competition. And that's the mindset that I bring to the mats every day on my training, of course, in the competition day.
1: Look, I I love the champion mindset. You go out there to have fun. You've done the work, prepared yourself. You train with your partners. It's the only thing you can do is to do your best and have fun you have to have fun right so if you don't have fun what's the point and
0: yeah, yeah and I always say I was say, we can achieve the same goal we can do the same things totally different mindsets right you know you just need to pick the one that makes you feel better along the way and makes you as you say like a person if you win a title or you get the job you want or whatever it is but you look behind you made a lot of people upset you create a lot of bad feelings for yourself and for the others. What's the point of that? Like a lot of things that I've been learning through jiu And the fun thing is the lessons never end.
1: Never ends. It's always until you die. <laughs> the other thing interesting that you mentioned was uh, the goals, the importance of have goals. You got to have goals, man, for everything in life, especially in Jiu-Jitsu if you want to compete or if you want to be a black belt you know i'm i have my goal to be a black belt one day i'm i'm still a purple belt halfway there but um, i'm i'm focused you know that's what i want so i'm gonna pursue this until i get it that's one of my goals i want to be a good black belt you know i want to be a guy have a good mindset good skills and yeah
0: I agree with you, you gotta have goals but you gotta also be really careful with your goals. You seem to to have like a good mindset for that. But feel like again, it's the same for me I always come back to the same point. If you have a goal, you do everything to to reach that goal. No matter what, you're gonna start losing yourself in the on the way, right? Mm. Because you are yeah. only focused on in the in the end of it. You're not you're yeah, not yeah. you're not looking into the process and uh, everything that you are actually accomplishing in the way, which might change your mind, you know, you're going to figure out that your goal is just something that, uh, that was not actually your goal, it's just uh, a yeah. kind of uh, transport to something else, you know, Yeah. and you're realizing the way that uh, if, you, if you have a goal and you do everything to reach that goal, and then after you do that, so what are you going to do next, you know, Jiu-Jitsu is really it's really common, you know. People put on their mm-hmm. mind, especially young young athletes.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, they want to become a world champion. They want to become uh, whatever champion they championship they want to achieve. And then they it seems to be really hard to become a world champion. There are a lot of people over there out there trying the same thing. Yeah. But you know, it's uh, it's it's doable, right? You can put a lot of work and work really hard for two, three years, whatever it takes, and then you finally achieve that goal, so what? What's next? You kind of lose your motivation because you have accomplished the hardest thing that you put on, uh, on your mind to do. So if you don't find another goal to to accomplish, you have no motivation to keep doing what you
1: love to do. Exactly. I think it's... Um... You're talking about the long-term goals, yeah? The the actual way to reach the goal. It's more important than the actual goal, the, exactly. The process you know. of um, the process of reaching that goal. It's, it's the most important thing.
0: Exactly, Tiago. That's uh, that's everything for me. That's, that's, know? that's
1: a That's really good point. I haven't thought about that. Thanks.
0: No worries. That's why I'm here for yeah. to share with as many people as possible uh, this mindset that I believe will be helping you guys, you know, just, like, helping me and still helps me every day in my life.
1: So, Marcelo, tell us about your Enjoy the Process BJJ program.
0: When I first start thinking about Enjoy the Process, I want to share with people, like, a more meaningful way to train jiu-jitsu, you know, taking the most out of it, not, as I said, not just a uh, competition side competition aspect or to have like a more experience with Jiu Jitsu no matter which level you are from the beginners to the black belts you know and then I start developing a different way to train Jiu Jitsu that I believe that's what I are doing here now in our academy you know focusing a lot on this learning process as I'm saying you know, building up skills and techniques that bring these feelings of learning and progressing. Because it's really common in the BJJ mats. You go yeah. and ask the students uh, what are the feelings, and no matter like if they are performing well or not, they have these feelings of they actually don't know what they are doing, mm. and that's a really that's really that's a really bad feeling that's uh, very common in the BJJ uh, between the BJJ practitioners. I had that feeling myself right so that's why I start creating this uh, way to train that every day you learn something that comes together with what you're learning previously. The goal is to actually consistently bring that feeling of uh, progression of, uh, of progression. This was just the start point of the program and then I start thinking of uh, how to connect people through jujitsu. you know, Mm-hmm. and through what they what they love. It's just really interesting because I got to through jujitsu I got to travel the world, meet people that really love jiu jitsu in a different way, from different countries. I got the idea of how to connect them, helping them to to practice jiu-jitsu. For example, I go to I went to Sri Lanka, I, I think I was the first black belt ever there. So it's really <laughs> interesting because people yeah. love jiu-jitsu so much. Uh they are so like hungry to, to learn to yeah. learn. They don't have anyone to, to learn what they do. They start training themselves, practicing with uh, a friend that likes it. The teacher in the academy that I visited was a white belt, you know. Really? For many people, for many people in our closed mind world, we would think that's crazy, right? <laughs> but what, what people can do, you know, they, 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 they have the passion about it. They want to learn it. They want to, to train it. So what do you do? Do you keep waiting for someone to come there and teach them? No, of course they, they need to do something, right? Exactly. And that feeling that feeling really touched me, you know, and makes me maybe me want to do something about it and trying to connect people through what they love. So then I start this project here in Singapore where I bring instructors from all over the world, people that I met in during my trips. And I teach them this mindset, I teach them this uh, this program that I've been developing, this way to train. I help them to go to an English school here to learn English, which is uh, a big thing, you know, for me. Uh, as mm-hmm. I was saying, like, I came here to Singapore with no English experience, and I had to, to learn on my own to to teach. I feel like if I have the opportunity to share it with, with people, and that's how they will be actually able to work with what they love, you know, they need to learn English, they need to learn another language, and that's very interesting, Tiago, what I'm going to say now, mm-hmm. in the path of um, learning a language, a new language, you see a lot of patterns with jiu it's really like clear for me, it's really well connected, so for those people who never try to learn a language, I would say, go there and try it, because... You are know, gonna see what I'm talking about. Mm. When when you start learning a language, you start getting like uh, words, and just like in Jiu-Jitsu, you start learning new tech uh, a technique or two, and then you have to put it together, right? Yeah, to be to a sentence. And just like in Jiu-Jitsu, you need to connect the techniques to to make it like a movement that you're gonna do in the fight. And that's how we start making, like, building a game for ourselves, right? That's Getting techniques out of nowhere, putting it together, and then you feel comfortable on that uh, with, those, with that connection that you made to yourself. Just like in a language, you learn some words, then you make a sentence, you get comfortable on talking about that uh, subject, whatever it is, right? Yeah. So it's really interesting for me, and that's why like, I make sure they go to English school, they learn it, you know. And then if the end of this program... They learn English. They learn the program. They learn the techn- uh, the mindset. If you know a gym that uh, belongs to our network or a gym that uh, reach out to us asking for a coach, you know I can actually um, I can indicate one of our coaches. To this academy, I always try to make sure that uh, the values of the academy match with the values of the uh, program, yeah. and also with our coach, right? Because if it's an MMA gym, you know, the coach must fit on that uh, environment. If it's a family school, you know, that's uh, teach like kids and stuff like this. I need to make sure that the, the coach is ready and likes that environment, that part of jiu of teaching kids, of teaching, you know beginners. This is really important. We cannot stretch them out too much, you know, in the, especially in the beginning. It comes with uh, like a lot of our personality. You know, I have coaches here who are great with the kids. They are not good on uh, teaching some of the other aspects. This is extremely important because a lot of people, they are really good at teaching. It happens more all the time around. People are good teaching adults, uh, com- competition teams, but they don't like teaching kids, for example. So if you put them to do that, they will feel like really, they will not enjoy it, right? Yeah. You need to recognize that in yourself and be honest with yourself. Training Jiu-Jitsu is one thing, like working with Jiu-Jitsu is another thing
1: absolutely i think it's a great program you you're working on on a different aspect of jiu-jitsu and the learning process really enjoying the process of learning jiu-jitsu and becoming a better human being so yeah that's great
0: always make sure that i'm always talking to them about um about it right like how yeah. you know in the end of the program if it happens to them to get a job either here with us or somewhere else it's great if not the fact of they go back home, it's not the end of the world. They will see like how much they have grown during this uh, this process. Always looking forward to the next to the next step of their lives, becoming a better version of themselves. That's the the main point of it. It's not achieving something, but actually becoming.
1: You're giving them a new skill, right? So you're giving them, you're empowering them to choose yeah. if they want to continue with jiu-jitsu or be an instructor and, and, and that's,
0: what I, that's what i was saying Of you have you have a goal that's very clear in your mind but during the process you might figure some things out that uh yeah. you know even it's more important than the, the actual goal that you have set it makes us really uh i would say um uh, motivated to the next to the next step and also like help, helps us to accept the reality as it is right if something bad happens to you You know, you're not going to feel like, oh, this is the end of the world, like, this is so bad, why is this happening to me? No, you're going to accept it and see the situation really clear and say, like, now let's let's do what you have to do, right? And that's really amazing.
1: Okay, so what is your advice for a purple belt? What do they need to do to improve their performance? I'm asking that because I'm a purple belt. I've been a purple belt now for two, almost three years. And I really enjoyed being a purple belt, <laughs> but I think there's a lot of things that I need to learn to uh, improve my performance and my, my learning.
0: Purple belt is the, uh, the funnest <laughs> belt in jiu-jitsu, right? Like, it's where we think that we know a lot, we can perform like a lot of um, new, a lot of cool techniques, so our physical skills are in a good shape. You know, you can train well with all belt levels most of the time right so it's really yeah. it's really cool to to be a purple belt i kind of miss that sometimes i put my purple belt to train with my students
1: <laughs> and
0: i have a lot of fun my advice for a purple belt, that's <laughs> interesting <laughs> it's my advice for like everyone it's, uh, have fun you know don't put a lot of pressure on on the performance in the sense of uh, winning or losing sparring at the academy allow ourselves to lose sparring that's uh the best advice that i can give someone mm. when you
1: change
0: when you change this mindset of you know like uh losing the sparring and learning a new technique for example i'm studying a technique now okay that i'm not great at like let's say you know i'm gonna say a guard that i feel like all the purple belts likes to play uh, x guard for example yeah <laughs> like uh I'm studying X guard, and then uh, I'm trying to figure out the control, the, the the variations of techniques that it has. But I'm not good at it. So the fact that I'm not good at it yet makes me not try against that uh, that training partner. That uh, I always have close matches. You know what I mean? Right. But that's actually the greatest opportunity for me to try it. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, my my partner is gonna is gonna pass my my guard one, two, three times. And he's feeling really great about, about himself because he's trying to pass my guard. But I'm the one learning, you know. He's going to pass my guard for a few times, maybe 10, 20, whatever. Yeah. But every time, every time he succeeds, I'm learning a little bit more about this technique, you know, specifically. Yeah. I'm learning, like, the limits of when I should connect with something else or when I should try a different variations of that guard. I'm allowing myself to learn. You know, it's very difficult to practice because in really Sparring, we want to, to win, right? And you're not just training Jiu-Jitsu, you know, you're training a lot of your ego because you're going to see that by seeing someone else winning, that's not the end of the world. <laughs> like, you, you're, you're not, uh, don't care about what that person is thinking about you. You know, you know, you're on your own process. I'm here to learn. I'm here to, to progress. And you're not going to do that. I'm sorry to say, you're not going to do that if you don't allow yourself to fail.
1: So, Marcelo, could you tell us who was the most influential figure at the beginning of your BJJ journey?
0: My first teacher, his name is uh, Victor Hugo, a really, really great guy who was always there to help. As I always a kid, right? So, as a kid, having like someone that you look up to, it's great, right? Mm-hmm. You're always looking for this figure in our, in our lives, and... Having it on the BJJ Mats was uh, really good. He was a good influence for me. He still is.
1: Well, I have a lot of uh, influential figures, you know, when I was a kid as well, like Hickson Gracie, Royce Gracie, you know, they always inspired me to actually start training. One of the yeah. guys one of the guys who really motivated me to train was Hickson Gracie and, and Royce. See the skinny guy winning every competition in UFCs.
0: Oh, that's for sure. That was uh, really amazing to, to all of us, right? <clears throat> competition side, I've always uh, really liked to watch uh, Roger Gracie,
1: Roger you know, Gracie, yeah.
0: against, against, against Jacare. That was like an epic moment in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for me. You know, Terere, Marcelinho Garcia. Yeah. Like, all those guys. I was growing up watching them fighting, and that was very, very inspiring. And I always wanna fight like them, you know.
1: It's always a good inspiration for us to start training, and yeah. So tell us, tell us what was the most important lesson that you learned about yourself through training and competing?
0: Most important lesson. The most important lesson that I've learned in jiu-jitsu is that life is a process. We need to enjoy it, taking the most out of it.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, Marcel, we BJJ practitioners, we have our own little game and tricks, you know, when it comes to rolling and strategy to have our BJJ game. So, what's your favorite submission and why? Triangles. Triangles, like, yeah. Like,
0: always like my favor submission but nowadays i see it like in a very different way I don't have like a main goal of um yeah of submit my opponent you know if, and if you're asking me like what's the goal in jiu-jitsu for me is to is to control my opponent and control, yeah. progress yeah it's like first control him in, you can you can control an opponent in a many many different ways. Sometimes just by one grip, or even without touching, you're controlling because you're making them react the way you the way you want, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the first level of control for me. As uh, Rafael Mendes says a lot, like it should be one step ahead, two steps, three steps ahead. Yeah. And I love, I love this concept, right? um for me like there are several levels of control and you need to keep progressing in that level so like your opponent starts giving you opportunities and then the fight's gonna come to an end eventually with the submission that shows up for you not the one you want to do you know yeah.
1: because if you know if
0: you have one submission in mind that you want to do you already missed the point you need to to be creating these along the way and that's the the amazing thing about jiu-jitsu you cannot Just uh, thinking, you know, the fight's going to start like this, I'm going to do this, 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 and then that's how it's going to end. Because you don't know, just like in life, right? So you need to feel it. You need to keep progressing and making sure that you're doing the right thing to do in each moment. Not just like you want to do, not just what you want to do. And Then on this way, this mindset helped me to develop a lot of uh, submissions, you know. That's just your, your original question. I still love doing triangles, but uh, I always stick to the classic, right? Yeah. Umbar. My main submissions are umbar from the any basics. kind of position, choke, cross collar choke, you know, from the back, kimura. Those are my main submissions. Great, and I that's... do it all the time from many, many different
1: situations. It's a different approach, you know. We always want to do our submission here and there, but like you said, where that training is going to take you, or what opportunity opportunities it will give you, so you can choose whatever you whatever submission or, or, or move that you have. But the control side, yeah, I love that. The control, it's maybe more important than the submission.
0: I see it very clear, you know, like I put my opponent in a position that he needs to give me something. Yeah. you know, That's how I see training. Right. I, I see Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, he needs to give me something, you know. Then whatever he gives to me, I'll take it. You know, that's why I don't feel like, you know, I should be going for a number. I should be going for a choke because if I try to do the choke, when the Umbar is the best option, I'm yeah. going to put everything, you know, I'm going to miss everything, lose control, I need to reset. So I'm giving my opponent another chance to fight, which I don't want to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. I love that. I'm going to try to do that in my next row here with my wife, you know, try to choke her or put her yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Yeah, do it. Okay, so the last question, Marcelo. So tell us about your future plans if you can and what's your next dream?
0: I, I think planning is, a, is part of it, you know. Uh, it's, it's cool to keep planning things, especially those things that you always want to do. So I love traveling. I love sharing with mm-hmm. little knowledge that I've been screen during this time. My next plan is really hard to, to say, you know, <laughs> like, uh, because during this situation that we're facing now, planning in advance, it's, it might be just, we don't know what's going to happen. But yeah. I think planning also is part of it. You should not stop doing that, especially those things that we always want to do. I can't wait to start traveling again, you know, visiting my friends all over the, the world, training with them, spreading this uh, message of enjoy the process, you know, in different uh, different places with different people. Uh, I love meeting people. I love uh, doing what we're doing now here, talking about Jiu-Jitsu, train Jiu-Jitsu with uh, as many people as possible. That's my... <laughs> my goal always which always bring me to the next step you know my dream in life is pretty much what i'm doing now <laughs> you know yeah, it's pretty cool. much what i just yeah. i just describe it i just describe it to you. connecting with people you know training jiu-jitsu and living its lifestyle you know sharing this lifestyle that, that we are living and helping people to to live a better life through jiu-jitsu. I might be living in different countries in the next couple of years, which I don't know yet yeah. which one. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my next uh, steps in life, I think.
1: Congratulations on your Enjoy the Process BJJ program. You work in different sides of jiu-jitsu and the mental side and the physical side and always helping students to grow as a uh, better versions of themselves. And it's really good. Professor, thank you very much for making the time for this podcast. I really had a great time talking to you today. And please come back on the show anytime. Folks, you can follow Professor Marcelo Tavares on Instagram, Facebook. Marcelo, do you want to give your details so people can contact you and can see your your great work?
0: Yeah, sure. It's a pleasure, Tiago. It's my pleasure to be here talking to you. Like, we've been trying to plan it for a while. Yeah. And, you know, I'm very grateful that we did. And had a great time and for sure you can uh, find me on instagram on Marcelinho tavares uh, bjj2 no there are two pages there the one <laughs> the first one i lost <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you follow the second one and, and enjoy the process dot bjj on instagram as well so i have two accounts be a pleasure to, to talk to you guys over Instagram or whatever it is you know I hope to to meet with you guys at some time soon I'm actually planning a trip to Australia I was planning a trip to Australia two months ago oh, but that's uh, I had to postpone it but I'm sure I will be back there soon hopefully I will make it this year.
1: Yeah, by all means, come, come to visit us and, and have a great chat. Teach us something. That would be awesome, man.
0: Of course. Sharing the mats with you guys will be a pleasure.
1: Thank you very much, Marcelinho. And I will see you next time, man.
0: Cheers, Thiago. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys.
1: Before you go, guys, please don't forget to follow us, comment, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thanks again. And I will see you next time. Ous.